When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everybody, to The Basic Binge. I am your trust, Cade, with Kelton and Harrison, and we are we have just finished watching Iron Man 2 in our third movie of our uh, watch marathon of MC movies and of Phase 1. Let's get to it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, actually. I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I forgot how great this movie was. I... There's a lot of things that I remember out of just Iron Man in general, and a lot of things about Iron Man's story come from this movie, actually. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah, I think this is honestly like the second time I've ever seen this movie. Are you serious? Straight up. Wow. Was it a good second time? It was a great second time. That's good. That's good. So should we do our start our, our, our rating first? Yeah, yeah, let's start our rating. Let's okay, okay. So, Cade, ratings, yeah. I got. You, I just got pulled up here. Unless you guys do, you had Iron Man two listed as number fourteen. Number fourteen. So, like right in the middle, like almost like dead center. Okay. Well, I'm looking at it right now. For me, number fourteen, I I want to move it up, maybe a spot or two, it's because I, I'm fresh off of watching it. So I think I want to move it up. I say it was moved up to to uh, thirteen. Move it up one just yeah, right now because I'm like I don't want to give it. To yeah, it's going to change. Later it's going to sure, change and but. fluctuate and stuff. But I think this, you know, it's on the up and up. So I'm giving it a, a move. What are you call them? Um, so you had yours at twenty. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, you only watched it twice. That's you know, it's kind well, of justified. Yeah, that's. I can honestly tell you now that's going to change, because I I did not remember, like anything about this movie. Or it's just, yeah, it was just so long ago. Like I couldn't remember how good it was. So I know for a fact that's going to change. Yeah, for a fact, for fact, people. Yeah, what about you, Harrison? Uh, mine is at number nine, so in the top ten, I think oh. it just solid. I mean, I will say that I had watched it really recently to doing this list, so I like really had fresh memory of it. Um, but I think it really just solidified its spot in the top ten, just really confirmed to me that it's going to stay there. Maybe go higher, but I don't think it will go any lower, that's for sure. Um, and then in the individual phase, I have Iron Man 2 listed as number one for phase one. That's staying the same. Okay, do you have it as number I have four? It at number four, and I would like to move it up to number three. Oh wow! Okay, and Cade or Kelton also number four. Yeah, it's gonna move up. I know for sure. 
I'm not, I'm not gonna say like where because we still haven't finished phase one. But that's true. Yeah. I know that's for sure gonna move up. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say it's going to move up. It's gonna change. So all around, really, really positive responses to this movie. So let's for jump into sure. our, our two cents here. Um. Oh, yep. I got the clock ready for you guys. Come on, Kay. That's your not job. the calculator. The clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. All right. Who's going? Who's first? ready to go? Yeah, I can go. All right. Okay. Go. You're on. All right, this movie, um, I think it is huge. It's just when I when I watch this movie, it doesn't feel like it's separated from Iron Man One. Um, it's really good at kind of tying both of them together, and it's it's great because you really get a feel for Tony Stark and who he is. I mean, you already did in Iron Man One, but sometimes in movies, for the sake of time character arcs kind of happen very fast and you don't really get a feel for the character and who they are and maybe that critical development or growing pains it takes for them to become a better character and so this really just gives better depth I feel to Iron Man's personality on uh, that he is really just like a playboy you know he he's rich and he literally does whatever he wants and he just like lives life literally each like second at a time He's a guy who doesn't have a plan with anything, and um, I think this movie is does really does a really good job at showing that. Like it's just, it's just a hilarious movie too, um, and it it had good origin story. Like I mentioned before in previous podcasts, I'm a sucker for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it goes back into history with with Tony's dad and kind of um, it explains like the reasons behind the villain. So I I always love that. It's I just enjoy good good origin story, orange stories and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the fight scenes in this were incredible. Um, I think they had a lot of fun with that. And um, not gonna lie, I know for a fact this is gonna be a hard movie to decide which is my favorite scene. Yeah. Um, because like right now I can think of like three great scenes, but um, yeah. And then also, I love the music again. Like, I'm sure I'm going to say that with every Iron Man movie. Like the ACDC music? Yeah, it's just, it. Uh, I don't know, it's great. I can't go any longer, but we'll talk later. Oh, good job. All right, who's next? Uh, I'll go. I got some things to say. Um, so first off, this movie was outstanding. I, I have, like I mentioned before, there's, so the things I remember, if, as a general just thoughts of like what I think about Iron Man, a lot of what I think about as far as like how he's developed as a person and what he did, a lot of things just go down in this movie. And so a lot from I remember is from this movie, even though I've watched it. I feel like I've watched this one less than the other others. As far as the three Iron Men's go. Now one thing I wanted to point out was um, that I realized that he replicated his first suit. And when he when you walk when you first go downstairs of his you know workshop you see his Iron Man suits and it's got his latest one his Mach one, Mach 1 right yeah, the one he built, in the built in the cave and you got the silver one like he one that he was like testing out and stuff and there's other ones but I realized that he, that one blew up so it's definitely like a I'm sure that was just like an exoskeleton of like what his what that, that first that one, one was. Well, I know like the you, bad dudes found yeah it. I, I know how to so anyway we'll get after your two cents but but yeah. And then, so I thought I noticed that that was pretty cool, and so it kind of feels like he kind of has sympathy toward that. It kind of like as um, I don't know what the word is for, it, but he wants to hold on to that because that was a huge part of his life. 
Another one was the story arc of Ivan, of the bad guy. And I thought that was very interesting how we got, they made you get hooked on the beginning of the movie because he was this random guy. You don't really know who he is, but felt bad for him. And so when he came to the picture where he actually met Tony Stark, you had this, you understood who he was and what his motive was. And so it just felt so much better as a bad guy. And so you were invested, you got me invested more into the movie. Um, one thing I really want to hit hard on, it's what, it's what I'm blowing through this, is Tony Stark's feelings toward his father. Is that, oh, I'm right out. Dang it, dude, I ran out. What a terrible time oh, to end. Dang it. Well, two that. minutes are up. Shoot. <laughs> All right, Harrison. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, you want to start my two minutes? Oh, extra time. I'm loving for that. So I am a huge fan of this movie. Like I said, I rated it in my top 10. And I will say this. I, I Like you said, Kellen, I think this does a really, really good job at just picking up where Iron Man left off, especially after coming from the Hulk and seeing that for the first time and seeing like how bad and disconnected and like how standalone-ish that movie feels. And then coming to Iron Man 2 and being like, wow, this feels so much... Like, it feels so much just like a regular old sequel that's so connected, and you still have the same character, but not even that. It's not like, oh, you have the same character, and here's a new arc. It's the same character with the same arc that's just progressing with new things, which I thought was really good. But then also on top of that, the... Really, I I think it was uh, uh, Paramount Pictures at the time. I don't think it was Disney yet. In this movie, I love seeing their, like, commitment to a bigger universe. Like with all the details they had in it and all the things they were mentioning in the, the end teaser with Thor's hammer. But not even that, but just like the understanding of something being so much bigger. Um, but I also think it's it's just a fun movie to watch. It's so... The the relationship between Tony Stark and Rhodey is a ton of fun. The acting in this movie is like top-notch acting for Marvel movies for me. It's a, it's a ton of fun to watch. The action is amazing. The story is compelling and like you're invested in the characters and it's it's not like cheesy you really feel for them and and what they're going through um and it's just like impressive how much how well they were able to continue from iron man one and and really begin to build something so much more and it's really fun to see in this movie um how much time do i have you have 20 seconds um so what do i want to say in 20 seconds um yeah i just it's just a ton of fun i i just think it's amazing how well they like everything that happened in the mcu i feel like really builds off this film a lot like what happened here maybe that was just a last like knee-jerk statement yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so well automatic buy i'd buy this yeah, movie for sure oh yeah i already yeah picking my poison i already own it so i already picked it bye <laughs> hey, this be watched your copy so that tells itself. I say, I say this is like if you want to buy movies that like to be more descriptive than like buying the movie. If there are like, if there's a, if you want to just buy a certain amount of number of Marvel movies, this would be one of those. So this is more like a higher priority to, to buy than others. Like you you could just buy the Incredible Incredible Hulk just to say that you have it, but like definitely buy this one before that one. Like this is. Yeah, even if you're not like into the MCU, this is just like a fun, like almost like buddy cop action movie. It's just a lot of fun. True. Yeah, for my pick, my poison. Obviously, a buy. 
Um, I'd say this is one that like um, you watch like pretty regularly. Like, I mean, I know I say that and I've only watched this twice, but you know, I could I could imagine myself watching this like two months down the road because you know some mo- action movies out there once you kind of know like the twist and who the bad guy is and what goes down, they like instantly lose like all desire to like watch you know you watch it okay all right i'm good you know i know everything but this one's like the action's sweet enough and the story's good enough and just it has just like these great scenes with the music and like the comedy and whatever that it'll just it's very entertaining like this is a great movie for little kids to adults it doesn't really matter i think um so yeah i'd definitely buy this movie yeah so let's move on to Easter eggs, but there's a lot of things that I want to talk about in this movie. And there's a lot of Easter eggs, but I don't want to spend forever on the Easter eggs. I know, so. we could really get caught yeah, in this. Yeah, so just get stuck. I just have a few Easter eggs that I want to point lost, out. I mean. And I, of course, I want to hear your guys. But um, let's see, where, where, where did it go? Um, I I don't know if this is you want to call this an Easter egg, but the senator, I forget his name, that has to talk to Tony and like the hearing about, he keeps saying the Iron Man weapon. It's fun to think. I don't know if this was really planned out, but I'm just going to give them all credit for saying it was that planned out from the beginning to that guy's Hydra. It makes that scene so much more enjoyable thinking like this is some like Hydra dude. It's just funny. And then um, I wrote some down here, but I, I don't remember. Them. Oh, I think it's really cool um, how much they mentioned like New Mexico. Like Nick Fury's like, I got bigger problems in the Southwest region. <laughs> and then later like, Agent Coulson goes to New Mexico, but then also in not the end credit scene, but right before that, when um, not the not the end credit scene, but right before that, when um, Tony Stark is being turned down for the Iron Man for the Avengers project, you can see there's like a map behind him, and you can see there's like a little logo over Africa, and I'm like that has to be Wakanda, and then there's also a little logo like in the ocean. And I'm like, that has to be Namor, or Namor, however you say it, and Atlantis, which is like, he's pretty much like Aquaman, but for Marvel, oh, he's like okay. in Atlantis. Okay. And then later they mention that same thing in Endgame when, um, at the very beginning when, side note, and spoiler, when <laughs> Black Widow's, or Natasha, is talking to Okoye, and she's like, saying there's like an earthquake in the Atlantic Ocean. She's like, what are we going to do about it? And she's like, it's an earthquake. We do nothing. It's like, I feel like they're setting up Namor. Because I know that he's kind of like a nemesis of Black Panther. I noticed that, or even know that. That was so subtle. But like things, things like that, I just think are like the fun Easter eggs that you're just like, so, um, just like committed to being something being so much more. That's awesome. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't notice that one. That's I thought it was that part where they say it's not like we do nothing. I thought it was just something funny, Mm -hmm. just like a joke or whatever. But that's interesting. Thing. Yeah, I, um, one thing I, I thought that, I don't know if you call this an Easter egg, but in my mind it is, on how realistic the movie was in the idea of what would really happen if someone created a suit like Iron Man oh, yeah. and used it in real life. Like, I'm sure the politics and the government policies and influence would be insane. And, like, I think this movie really touches on that on how, like, Iron Man or Tony Stark really has to kind of fight, you know, the government and the senator who we all hate in the movie, <laughs> like, with a passion. Um, but it, it, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is, like, I feel like what really would happen. And for 
yeah, it was just like, you know, you, like, ugh, I'm getting caught up here, but it just felt like so realistic on how the government would try and control that kind of power and weapon, I guess. Yeah. And how Tony reacted in his own way and how you expect him to, which makes it that much more funny on how he's just like, I don't give a crap what you guys think. Let me yeah. hack into your system real quick, embarrass all of you, and then blow you a kiss and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just awesome. It just totally plays into Tony Stark's character and everything. So I just thought that was a cool little, like, Easter egg to make it more realistic. Yeah, I, I really like that. That was one thing. I don't know if this is an Easter egg, but I'll name it here. We keep saying, I don't know if this is an Easter egg, and then we talk about it. But one, I was thinking about this a lot. Um, I think a cool progression in the MCU, especially like you go with Iron Man and then the Hulk and then Iron Man 2 is like, you don't start with villains like Thanos. You start with like people who either copy or steal the hero's idea or technology. Like Iron Man's first enemy is somebody just fighting in a different Iron Man suit. And then Hulk is just fighting somebody who's hulked out abomination. And then this one is just like, oh, if somebody else tried to replicate the same idea as Tony. And it is like you said, is very realistic. Um, but not boring. Like, it, it's so fun. I agree. That's awesome. Like, I, I can see someone trying to hate on this movie and say, like, well, Iron Man was just, he makes a suit, someone steals a suit and fights him. And then Iron Man 2 is, he makes another suit, some guy makes his own suit, they fight, he wins. But it's like, you put it that way, it's like, yeah, but there's so much more to it. Like, you don't, it does not give it just whatsoever. And I wanted to point out that, um, with Easter egg, what was it in the when it showed all of the like the newspapers and stuff? It showed like the progression of like Howard or of Tony Stark and everything, but like I didn't notice. It looked like they took out um, Obadiah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you'd ever noticed that, but like they have never like it, had, it showed Tony. There's a qual. There's like a classic photo from the first Iron Man where he has like. It's like this epic photo or shot, but has Obadiah in the background. Obadiah wasn't there, which I thought was interesting. Maybe there was some kind of rights or something like that, where he's no longer part of the MCU. But I noticed that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. One last Easter egg that I'll say. This also has to do with just one of my, like, I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but just something that I love about this movie. Um, and I was going to talk a little about about later, but I guess I'll talk about it now, is one of the reasons that this movie is so enjoyable for me, and I realized this time, is because I feel like the acting from everybody is top-notch. Like, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury is, like, the best Nick Fury I've ever seen. And like, it's, like, the only Nick Fury that could ever exist. Yeah, but, like, watching him be Nick Fury in this, I'm like, this is, like, the first or second time he's been Nick Fury, and it's great. Like, how Nick fury he is. Mm-hmm. And the way he talks to Tony Stark is hilarious. How much Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark only after his second time playing this character. Like that scene when Pepper's sick and he's like, are you sick? I don't want you getting anywhere near my dad. don't want to catch a cold. And he's like, you need to wear a mask. And she's like, that's rude. That was, and then there's a bunch of others that I could talk about or like where his, um, his uh, arc reactor like doesn't turn on. He like hits it a bunch. All of those things weren't scripted. Like, um, and I'm going to forget her name. Who plays Pepper? Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, why can I not remember her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. She was actually sick. So then Robbie Downer Jr. just like 
reacted to it and just threw in some lines. And then later, when the arc reactor doesn't work, it's just, the prop just didn't turn on. So he just like goes with it. And th- and then not even those scenes, but just like later when when he's rebuttaling with Pepper Potts about the artwork that's going up and how he sold it to the Boy Scouts and all the other things. It's like so he's so good at being Tony Stark. Eating donuts after he loses a suit. The acting is so fun. Or like Happy's acting. Or like even this really small scene when when Tony Stark is saying, like, I want one. And he's talking about Black Widow. Mm -hmm. And Pepper's like, no. And she just looks at him and she doesn't, like, Tony's staring one direction. She's just like staring at his cheek. But like the face she makes, I'm like, it's just all such good acting. Like, I love the characters, how they are written, but also the acting. And I just feel like it's so top-notch and really really like getting into the character which is a ton of fun one thing i want to point out was i just realized while you were talking which is really interesting how like the close how close how good they were with acting they could pick up small little cues and have little this um like what what one thing i'm trying to point out was happy he was he didn't have a lot of lines in this movie he had some funny hilarious moments but like there's points where his dialogue between him and Tony Stark was actually very minimal. It was more tw- more pointed toward like body language, like the relationship that they had, like when in the boxing rink, like whenever, like he asked, could you get, like teach, you know, um, black or Natasha teach her like a lesson. He's like, yeah, sure. Like he's willing to do that for Tony as well as when he shows up with, with the box of strawberries, when pepper just like is really stressed out and freaking out by the company is that, he turns and he like says, "Wow, I lost both of the kids in the divorce." And he turns to Happy and Happy like gives him like a little like face of like, "No, you didn't." Like, "I still got you." And he's like, "Okay." And then like as they're leaving, you see you see it shows ha- you look at Happy again. And you like give this like you know hand gesture like, "Sorry, dude. Like, I gotta do what I gotta do, but I still love you, man." Kind of it's like little subtle things to where fast forward to Endgame where he's. Um, Whole, like talking to Tony Stark's daughter, like you see the you can see the like the build and the fan like the relationship just it's growing right now as we're going through these movies. It just like has my appreciation for that moment. It's just intensifying mm-hmm. to where I feel like once we get to that point, I'm just gonna lose my mind and just cry so bad. One last like thought about it before we get into our least favorite and favorite scenes. I, I was just thinking about this. So Iron Man 1 came out in 2008, and then two years later, Iron Man 2 came out. And I think it's like a... I mean, besides the Hulk, because I, that's just a mess. But I feel like as a first movie to say like, okay, yeah, we want to make a sequel, but we don't just want to make sequels. We don't just want to make Iron Man movies. We want to make Marvel movies. And I was thinking about like, oh, why didn't they... Like, why did they make an Iron Man 2 so soon? Like, when they have all these movies they could have made, why did they go with Iron Man 2 so soon. And I think it was a really good way to show like people who are invested in the story, like, yeah, we are still going to have fun with Iron Man and the character of Tony Stark, but it's going to be really enjoyable and a different story, but in a fun, positive way when we involve other people in like the way they involved Rhodey. And I just feel like it was a good step to say like, no, we're still totally invested in each individual character, but it's going to get so much bigger. And I just feel like it was a really good stepping stone. And going off of that, I think it was really good that they did Iron Man and Iron Man 2 right after that. Is that it was to captivate the people who weren't really invested in Marvel, if that makes sense? Because there's always a movie comes out and it's really good, and then and then the sequel comes out. Yeah. And so I feel like that was to help the people who are not so much on the train to like, okay, this is 
it would be watch. it'd be easier to go to an Iron Man two movie when this was so new in two thousand ten than it would be to go like to a Thor movie for the first time. So. Right, and so those kind of people like kind of hard to follow. Yeah. So I thought that was. So anyway, we can obviously talk about this for yeah. a while. So, Kelton, what is your least favorite scene from this movie? Is he, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that fast. Um, I don't really know why, but I really dislike the scene. When Rhodes takes the suit from Iron Man. Oh, like the house party? Yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. Said it During the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. I don't, just the whole idea of like watching, you know, one of my favorite superheroes kind of lose, air quote, you can't see that, but <laughs> lose <laughs> one of his suits, you know, what makes him him. And like, I don't know. And just. I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't enjoy watching like a superhero lose his suit, and like someone kind of just becoming a superhero thanks to like his technology, you know. So, I mean, the fight scene was cool, but I don't like the fact that how he lost. I mean, it, it obviously like advanced the plot and everything, but it. I was just frustrated by the way how Tony reacted. But that's just Tony, you know. He just goes, gets some donuts, eats him in a giant donut on top of the donut shop. Like, that's just him, you know? But, yeah, for me watching that, it's just like, ah, oh, come on. Like, just beat him and, like, take your suit back, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why, but that's just, that's my least favorite scene. Okay. Harrison, what's your least favorite scene? I don't know if I have a least favorite scene. Like, I, I'm sure I can think of one, but so give me a second to think about one. Um... I can go while you what? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, my least favorite scene, I would say, um, it's it's kind of an in-between scene. I just had it on my mind, and it has now left me, so not much of a filler for, for this. But um, it's when it's when he's, like, leaving the expo. The expo is kind of a weird thing where it shows Ivan... And is like why well, he has this motivation to go out and kill Tony Stark, but then it cuts to Tony Stark, and then he's like, it's him. He like he lands the epic superhero landing, and it's that cool intro. But then when he starts talking about the about the Stark Expo. It's like, okay, you're gonna start losing me soon. You're gonna start losing me soon. And then, and then that point where it cuts to him walking through the crowd, I just thought that was weird. It's just kind of like a first person view of just him like walking around looking and stuff. I thought that was weird. They could have gone, I feel like they could have been funnier with, I mean, funnier with that if they're trying to be funny or just trying out that he was a playboy or something like that. But that was the least favorite scene. Yeah, that was a weird take. Yeah. Yeah, you found yours, Harrison? Um, it's one of your top ten movies. It would be hard to find. Yeah, I, I really am strong. Like, I can pick some that I like like less than the other scenes but they're watching it this time there honestly wasn't a scene that i was like oh i don't like that if that makes sense like i could pick one just for the purpose of picking one but i, I don't have one okay. is, that fair a, enough. is that i don't can't answer yeah, all right no, that's okay. fair. all right favorite so scene. my favorite scene <laughs> i have too many so somebody else go first uh, yeah um you know i want to say the fight but you know that's just like a given you know that fight's awesome so i'm gonna go um, with another really great scene, and I'd still say, yeah, it's one of my favorite, is when he creates the new element. Yeah. Like, I love watching Tony Stark build stuff. 
I seriously think it, it, I think I could watch a whole movie of him just banging away, breaking down walls, and just dope music. Yeah, it's sweet. Like, it's really seriously, cool. I totally enjoy that. And like, even when Ivan's making his suit, like, I totally enjoy that too. I mean, it's, it's not the same as Tony Stark, but like, I seriously love just the music and him just, you know, you just kind of tap in on that, like, yeah, he's like kind of like a smart aleck and just kind of goofing off, but he's still like a super genius yeah. on how he could kind of follow the steps his dad left behind to create a new element, and he just did it in his like basement. Yeah. And like Harrison <laughs> pointed out, when he, you know all this dope technology, and it came down to just a giant like wrench and just bicep muscle to be able to like <laughs> fix it all, and you know turn. Crank that thing into the little. He's kind of dirty. He got some grease on him. He got yeah. some grease on him. He's sweating. His wife Peter's just like, I just <laughs> got a giant pipe wrench in my biceps. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna make an element with these bad boys. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, I that's I love that scene. Just the whole setup to that, and then actually like when he's doing it, I just really enjoy. Nice. So, oh, oh do you want to go, kid? Sure, I'll go ahead. Uh, my favorite scene was just before Kelton's favorite scene was when that whole point where he's trying to figure out how to solve. There's a hologram. There's a hologram get go. He's going on. It's um, it's a combination of that and when he's just trying to figure out what Howard Stark left behind his unfinished work, how he's lim- limited by the technology of his time, like that point where he stops. Where Howard Stark stops recording this this weird little skit and just say Tony you're going to understand this right now so I made a video for you and from that point on to where you see he has like you Tony sees that Howard loves his son that he loves him and then like he sees that and then he goes and he finds and he realizes that that like um, model of the future city that that thing, yeah, he finds it, he realizes something, something's up with it, takes it home, and then the whole scene of him with the hologram and figuring it out and just going through it and then realizing that this is the new element. And then at the very end, he holds it in his hand, he's like, thanks, Dad. That whole part was just like, that hit home, and it was so sick seeing him figure that out, but it was hit home because it's like, because the connection between a father and son is is very powerful and I feel like that just really gave it justice and it was just an awesome scene of Toy Stark just being a genius so that, that's my favorite scene Harrison um, my, if I have to like pick like a favorite scene it would be the end fight scene when they're in like that garden fighting the, yeah. the drones that scene is so sick knowing that we were watching this movie I was looking forward to that scene the whole movie uh, especially for like that the two split seconds where Rhodey is firing out of his gauntlet into the drone and he like shoots down the middle of the drone's chest and like splits it in half and the oil splattering like on his face guard he just looks like a boss that's just pure action right yeah, there just, just like oh, and they're just <laughs> blowing up things and it's like way quick but also like way simple and really small it's just a ton of fun but I think my favorite part of the movie is the banter between the characters, especially in that fight scene where, like, Iron Man, like, shoots three dudes with his missile. He's like, you see that? And he's like, yeah, 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 nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then, like, just, like, the banter I mentioned between, like, 
um, him and Pepper when he's like hanging up the art in his room, and he's like, "I don't care about the liberal agenda." Or like later when they're on the roof, and he and Rhodey says something, he's like, "Oh, I thought you were out of la- one liner." He's like, "Oh yeah, that was my last one." Or like later, or earlier when the the Rolls Royce shows up in the track, and Happy's just like ramming Ivan into the fence, and Pepper's screaming, "She's like, are you insane?" And and Tony's just way calm. He's like, "You're the CEO. You're supposed to foresee stuff like this." Gosh, it's embarrassing. It's like, yeah, that whole part when he's trying to get his suitcase, and he's going back, the doors like opening and closing. Pepper's losing her mind. So much is happening, but you, oh, that's just so. Like, I'm a boss. I got him. Done. I got him, guys. I got him. I got him. Yeah. So my, if I have to pick my, I, I have to, I have three. It would either be the end fight scene. Then just like throughout the whole movie, the banter all the characters have between each other, or the moment when he puts on the football, like the the suit that he like the oh, suitcase, yeah. and it's like <laughs> like going out his arm. Like I would go out on a limb and say I enjoy that more than the first Iron Man suit up. Like it's so cool yeah. seeing like the things yeah. fold out and yeah, that I just love that. It's just like oh, so satisfying to watch. Yeah, guys. Okay, when we finish the MCU, we're gonna watch that YouTube video. Where it has all of Tony Stark's like suit ups, and we got to rank which ones are favorite. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, on our agenda, let's do it. Watch out for that episode, guys. All right, so I think that pulls us. We just fall in now. Yeah. Right? So any anything else we want to talk about before we fall in? Um, any last thoughts? One oh before the fall in. No. I'm... Okay. Well, what, what were you gonna right. say, Kelton? Well, um, I think one of the reasons why I love. Tony Stark so much and the character of Iron Man is just how much the MCU like portrays his vulnerability and I feel like a lot of people won't necessarily pick up on the fact that he's vulnerable just because he's able to play off like with his confidence and just kind of how he is but when you look at it like I, I noticed when he's talking to Fury he's like look I'm just trying to do what's right you know like trying to do good things mm-hmm. and you know he's like dying yeah, he's still trying to do good. And to me, this just kind of shows, like, um, kind of maybe what most people, well, I believe what really almost everyone really kind of goes through, of being just, like, a good person. And, you know, you think someone with as much, like, power and, like, connections as Tony Stark would be able to just kind of dominate life or just do whatever they want, get everything how they want it. But even like with him, he's a superhero. He has so much money. He's just like so famous, so funny. He gets like any girl he wants. Like he still has like growing pains. Yeah. Where he like he's trying to do good, but like bad things still happen. Or maybe he's trying to do good, trying to figure out a problem, and he can't fix it. And I think like all the movies, but like I feel like especially in Iron Man Two. Like, the whole movie until the end when he kind of, like, or, like, when he figures out the element thing, he he learns he's not going to die. But, like, the whole movie, he's, like, trying to do good, trying to, like, create world peace, fight off these bad people, you know, fight off the government. Yeah, he's still dying. He can't do anything about it. He's just, like, on a delayed time thing. And he, he like, there's a part where he asked um, Natasha, he's like, if this is your last birthday, like, what would you do? Yeah. And she tells him, you know, I do whatever I want. And, you know, we know what happens next. But, like, it just shows that he's still, like, a good guy. And he's trying to do what he can. But, like, even though he's a superhero, he still, like, struggles just like everyone else does. Just like all of us. So, 
Yeah, I really like that. That's awesome. I had a thought. Um, I really wanted to walk into this movie and try to see how, like what Kelton mentioned, vulnerable Tony Stark gets. Because as a kid growing up watching these movies, I just thought Tony Stark was invisible. Was in, yeah, invisible, in, invincible. That nothing could stop him. That he could always solve, solve a problem. That whatever, whenever it comes to him. But looking at this movie as um, where I am right now, is that he has this very pretty messed up issue where he is trying to save his life, stay alive. But the thing that's keeping him alive is killing him. So he's at he's at this stalemate where he's like, I I don't know what to do. But he doesn't want to tell his tell those he cares about that he's dying. He wants them just to enjoy the life that he has with them. And you see throughout the movie that he's making these efforts of like, hey, let's just kind of enjoy life, you know, or he's just, you know, kind of losing his hope. Like when he was in the bathroom and he checks his his, uh, blood toxicity or whatever the word was, it's at 56%. It's just like it's climbing really quick. Went from like 19, 24, 56. Like it's just growing. And he says to himself in the mirror and he's like, got any bad ideas? And you see him get in the car and race. To where he's just not becoming reckless. He doesn't know what to do. But then after this, that whole showdown of the of this of running into Ivan and the whole suit and the banter and the car is that they're flying home. He's like, Pepper asks him, "Is there something you're not telling me?" And he, and he responds, "I don't want to go home. Let's just stay here. Let's go. You know, let's enjoy enjoy Venice. Let's enjoy Italy and have fun out here. Like, remember this part." And he's trying to remember these memories. He wants to make more memories, but Pepper's like, like kind, of, kind of avoid the problem. Right. He's trying to like kind of run away from it for, for no, in a sense, but I just, I can see that Tony is, he feels things, even though he's all, he has this ego. He is very much a person who is afraid. And I think that shows, you know, it can come off as a message that you can have an ego all you want. But things will come up in your life to where it will make you vulnerable. And that you people you care about most will always be there for you. Even though you might you know, shun them out of your life like with with his best friend. But then in the end, he was so glad to see him. So glad to fight along with him. That in the end, he, when all the explosions were said and done... He was on a roof with Pepper Potts and his best friend, Rhodes. And in the end, that if your friends will always be there, despite your ego and, and vulnerability and your struggles, that you can tr- yeah, you have people you can trust, so if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I really, that was what I was noticing this time watching, um, was the, like the people you can trust part, especially like, especially at the end, they point out that he's very narcissistic, that he like, he thinks he's the most important person. That like no one else can replace him. And and to an extent that's true for each one of us. Like no one else can replace us. We're individually important in our own way. But I think that his his overly high understanding of how important he is leads him to not involve other people or not trust other people. Um and I think about like each success point that allowed Tony to succeed, creating the new element he needed his dad. Um winning over Rhodey, like Winning against the bad guys, he needed Rhodey, but Rhodey was under control, but he couldn't get Rhodey back without Natasha's help. And he couldn't beat Ivan without, like, Happy and 
and there's just a lot of things in the movie that made me notice that like he always struggled when he kept people out and didn't share with them but the sooner the sooner he started to open up more even in small ways it's when he began to receive help and and was able to progress and and win over the bad guys so to speak so I think it's just showing that like one of course those people who love you are always going to be there for you but one but two they're also like the people who can truly help you which I really liked it was just fun to see that like like every single thing every point that put Tony closer to succeeding was the involvement of somebody else like there wasn't I mean there's a slight twist in it but there wasn't like a single thing he did by himself even creating the new element he couldn't have done without his dad and so like I didn't think about that hmm yeah cause like almost everything he does you know he makes it seem like he's just a loner doing everything by himself keeping his secrets you know mm-hmm. trying to do what's right but yeah like thinking about this movie I, I can't think of a single moment when he did do something by himself yeah Another thing that I, I realized this time is I've, I've thought about a lot, like, because I would have said before this, I would have said my least favorite scene is that scene where he's with Natasha and he's asking, like, if this was your last birthday, what would you do? And she's like, oh, I'd do whatever I want with whoever I want. That scene always bothered me. And I was thinking about it this time. I think that Tony is a lot smarter than I personally gave him credit for in this movie. I think he realized he was dying. He realized that the government wanted his tech and we're going to try and weaponize it. And he, realized, and he thought that he couldn't be around forever, that that someone else needed to carry the mantle of Iron Man. And I think he saw Rhodey as a good source for that. So he maybe pretended, I don't know, I'm taking the liberties to say maybe he was pretending to be drunk and a total jerk, knowing that Rhodey would react a certain way and get the suit to try and get him out of it. And that then he would allow him to take the suit and become that a war would make machine. Feel a lot because then even later, even later he like points the hand and he's like, you want to be the war machine? Take the shot. Like you can tell he's egging him on to like, use the suit now i'm not gonna have a least favorite scene and i noticed that this time like even the way they're fighting like you can tell that he's like almost egging roadie on and then like if if he was truly drunk he wouldn't have been able to fight immediately after you know what i mean like the how drunk air quotes he was when roadie first got there without the suit to how drunk he wasn't when they were fighting is so black and white i've never been drunk before so maybe i don't know but just my understanding of being drunk, I feel like he wouldn't be able to be that coherent immediately after. So I feel like it was him understanding, like, you know, it's my last birthday. I got to do what I want to do. And what I want to do is is pass on this legacy and this this responsibility to somebody that I trust. He, and he did it with his ego. Yeah, yeah but, he, but he's too egotistical and narcissistic to just be like, Rody, I'm dying. I need you. He has to do it in some he gets dramatic in a fight way. And he- well, it's yeah, interesting because when he that. takes the suit, Rhodey takes the suit, Tony watches him. Yeah, it's not like he's passed out and he like just takes it. He looks at him and he goes and just leaves. Yeah, later, even with Nick Fury, when they're in the donut shop, he talks about that. He's like, he's he, he <laughs> Nick Fury's like, so I believe your friend showed up, took your suit, beat your butt, and left with it or whatever he says. And, he, and then Natasha's like, oh, there's like certain whatever that prevents anything from that, that happening. Like it has to be allowed. Um, so that like what what is said in the donut shop between Nick Fury about Rhodey taking it, but then also like trying to understand the scene where he's choosing to do whatever he wants to do, made me think that it was intentional. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Garth Harrison's take on that. I'm gonna leave you because that makes the movie like that much cooler. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. Nice. I like it. Well, so. I think that's it. Yeah.
I just got to say this one last thing because I didn't say it earlier and it's going to bother me if I end this podcast without saying it. I'm going to, I got to stand by my comment that this movie is one of the best like Marvel acting I've ever seen from like Robert Downey Jr. just immediately becoming Iron Man in such like a way, like the banter, the things he improvs and ad libs, just him and Rhodey. I love, oh, this is an Easter egg that I forgot to mention where like Rhodey, um, because that when Rhodey comes up for the very first time and they're in court and he's like James Rhodey and he's like I wasn't expecting to see you and he's like yeah I am and it's me and I'm here deal with it let's move on <laughs> and it like it totally works in universe for like why are you at this court meeting but then it's also like out of universe like a new actor which I thought was hilarious but just like the acting that Don Cheadle or Sheetle however you say his name put in Gwyneth Paltrow with Pepper Potts Happy Hogan or I guess um John Favreau being happy, um, Sam Rockwell being, or maybe that's a character's name. Yeah, Sam Rockwell playing Justin Hammer. Like, even the way he acts, or or Mickey Rourke being Ivan Vanko. I just thought they acted. They all was, nailed it. They all nailed it. Like, even, even the way Sam Rockwell was like, there's a scene where he's talking to, uh, so I guess Justin Hammer is talking to, Ivan and he's moving his hands a lot his hands have self-tanner on it because Sam Rockwell thought that Justin Hammer would be the type of person to use self-tanner so he put self-tanner on his hands just like the the acting in this movie is so good wow that's way cool just like the way he acts of somebody who's like not as good as Tony Stark and totally gets beat up by him but is like trying to be confident and steal his it's just so good love the acting in this movie it's so one of the reasons I enjoy it so much. The action is so fun, but just like the acting is. Yeah, fun. I think they all know their part completely. You know, like like I totally agree with you. It's like they're all like them. Yeah. Like you didn't feel like they were kind of like getting into their character. Because some movies it like takes a bit for you to kind of see who they really are. Yeah. Like as a character. But this one's like right from the get go. It's just like this is them. This, and this they is who are he is. Them. This is how he acts. And you, you kind of just like, you just enjoy that. It's not. It's not like I. I. You have to warm me up to it. You have to convince me. It's. It's. He's good for the part. He's right for the part. So it's more of like, yeah, that's him. Or yeah, it's her. You know, what have you. There you go. Quality movie. Oh yeah. Totally. It, go watch this, it right now. This watch has solidified it in the top ten for me. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to rank it again. I mean, I'm but just we'll see. Say, I love this movie, but it will be interesting to like go from the love of this movie to my love for you know, Thor Ragnarok or whatever and compare yeah. to the two. It's going to be fun. So, Okay, next episode we are watching Thor. 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 I misspoke last week and said we were watching Thor this week. I'm sorry. We're doing it in release order. So Iron Man 2, now Thor's Thor coming up next. next. Watch out for next week and we will see you then. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.